Hello and welcome to Talking Cross. Beat, we've been back in the cinema. It's Thank God. It's an unbelievable feeling. We're back again. Over the moon, we're back in. And only for a Nolan film as well. It's been a while. What was Nolan's last film? Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Was that two years ago? Longer than Four two years. years ago. Four years. You're exactly right. Why does everyone think Dunkirk's Nolan's magnum opus? I feel like you've got into the right, mindset so that he has to provide you an interesting sci-fi film. Right. Where maybe your expectations... I mean, to be fair, Dunkirk's nowhere near my favourite Christopher Nolan film either. I assume no, it is. Where I the read, use of sound... Where I read this, sorry, Peter, but Okay, in, cool. Where I read this was Tarantino says it's an absolute masterpiece. Right. It's his magnum opus. It's a bit, well, he, he said on behalf of Nolan said that's the best film that's ever been made in a long time. Right. He says it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Now I watched it and I thought it was good, I I'm on him. He's on me. <laughs> <laughs> but not perfect. Well, I w- no, it's a very good film. It's a very good film. I, I like the film, but I know exactly what you're seeing. Maybe it's because you expect a certain level with Nolan and you, that film doesn't really deliver it. Which it's, c- it's cool how it brings... Like the different times together, doesn't it? Does that even? Ah, so that is clever. So he still different gets his he still gets his time manipulation yeah. kind of stuff. Because as the film goes on at the end, you realise that there there are different levels, different, aren't there? Diff- there are different points up. in time, and then they all converge. That's sick. Oh, that's cool. And then I mean, Hans Zimmer does that like tick and clock yeah, motif all the way through, all which is really through, good. Yeah. And it is it is a tense film. Maybe it's just. Maybe it's because I'm immature as a cinema goer that the story's not that strong. Mm. Or I don't know, like they're just on a beach and. But we're here to talk about Tenet Beat and we ain't gonna fuck about. Tarant- maybe it's because Tarantino's uh, American. Or a director and we're not. Or a director <laughs> and, you know, totally um, understand cinematography. Right, okay, I've got notes all over the shop here. Uh, beat before we get into Tenet, which we want to do, let's tell everyone what we've been up to. <laughs> on our new monthly podcast <laughs> <laughs> bi monthly honestly mate it's been ridiculous while the pandemic's been going on well the more time we're back you to have work. we both work obviously I spend a lot of time with my girlfriend and her little and stuff it's trying to find a time when we're, we're chilled you're not playing Destiny that's <laughs> and it and we can fucking run it you know what I mean uh, before we start though mate woke with some horrific news the other day Chadwick Boseman it really affected us out like it really affected us. Aye. Normally, we're like we're not. We're obviously, it affects us, but like we don't know the guy. Well, that's the problem. So it's like, can you? You're probably still thinking the same. Cause I know what you like, but for me, I'm normally like, yeah, I didn't know him. I'm fine, but I don't know whether it was the fact that he managed to keep it uh, like under wraps. Right, that's what I because and it you, just came you, you... and it was a surprise or what, but. I know a few people commented saying on his weight loss and stuff, but people were saying that might be for a role. Yeah, well, it would make sense for a nightmare. Unbelievable. 42-year-old. Unbelievable. 
Well, here's the point I would make is in what you're saying and why you think it's so effective mm-hmm. as a death. But obviously, for what, he's done for, what he's done for the uh, black community and Black Panther, which I think is a very good film. I you might that. disagree. Well, I, I, str- I struggle. I don't. I know this sounds weird. I struggle to see things in terms of race. So seeing that's a good thing is weird to me. Like, oh, this is great for mm-hmm. the black people. It's not the right way of thinking for me personally. Like, it was good for people. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway, can I put in I there? Can I put in there? Right. So to enlighten you on that one, mm-hmm. we've got our mates from Hetton. Right. Love them a bit. We've been mates for years and years now, 15 years or more. And obviously, as we've progressed, they've had families and stuff like that. And it was just nice to see one of my mates, Little Ends. He, he was like, I, I took my train because obviously we run the football. I run a football team now. Another reason we haven't been podcasting. <laughs> Christ, it's like bu- run a bunch of. Pub, the more time you have, pub, the less time you have. Pub football prima donnas, <laughs> right? But I was talking to one of the Little Ends came. He brought his Little End to train. Um, and he's like going, Wakanda forever. <laughs> and I think the representation it makes to little seven, eight-year-olds, that it's it's all right. And, you know, I don't want to step away from like Superman and Batman being, I don't want to get into full left mode of saying they're all white males and stuff like this. Yes. But it's nice to have a differential there where you can represent black lives. I understand and that. And just, just show little, little, well, younger people that, like... You don't have to be this typecast character. You you can't have like a Black Panther who's you can go and un, unreal and it might even make them want to look more into history and things like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm going a little bit out of the box there, but I think it just it definitely um, raises awareness. I understand, so ex- to speak. I understand exactly what I'm. Plus, I thought it was a hell of a film. I thought it was a good film. I know exactly what you're saying. It was a good film. The ending's a bit weird, but mm-hmm. there you go. Isn't every film's ending not the best? The point I was going to make is, I think people thought that that couldn't exist. And that gives off to me a racist vibe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, people on the left are, like, amazed that this happened and was, like, culturally mm-hmm. accepted. Which is, like, I don't know. A weird take for me. Anyway, the point I would make is... Do you think it got a pass due to... If people are happy, I'm happy. I'll mm-hmm. say that. But secondly, I would say is, if a black person watches Star Wars and looks at Luke Skywalker and isn't able to identify with his problems, mm-hmm. then I worry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of cinema? Does it not translate? Is it purely based on his looks and skin colour? Well, it, it, it And I understand sh- I'm saying that where 99% of films it, made have a white lead, so sh- there you go. Exactly, it should but, Then we open the old... Uh, I'm just naive. That's all it is. It's we'll just naive. We'll, we'll keep the hornet's nest about the Oscars and a definite problem with black actors because you can't see it to me beat there's not black there's not a massive amount of black actors doing well due to the not being uh, good black actors right because there's a hell of a lot of good black actors yeah but they're just there's something fundamentally well wrong. I don't think there's any good actors but they just get given a chance and they become better <laughs> well you know what I mean what do you mean I don't know. I think all actors are, like don't know what oh, they're right, doing of, until of, they of start. All, of all ethnicity. Oh, yeah, like, no, no. <laughs> like, there's no good black actors. Yeah, like, what's a good a example? I don't, like, Ben Affleck? Is Ben Affleck, like... Well, I'm not Ben Affleck's biggest fan, but he's alright. Like, there's a lot of people like that who, I, I assume, just because they're in the business, they get better. Uh, who's another good example? To be fair, the Oscars, though, be there, like, getting all this, like, shit and all this hassle for everyone. Like, fuck it, we're staying the same. It's I've an absolute vault to get into this country. Right, is it? But then again, do you want to be in that vault? Why but is it? Why is that got, so you, important? We've got to tread a fine line here where 
you don't want it taken away from the actor's credibility just because of the skin colour and race. Mm. I, I would never want any, well, whether it be job-wise, whether it be uh, award-wise, anything like that, people not winning due to themselves and more so because of the ethnicity. Mm. I don't ever want to go down there in life do you think it's kind of heading that way? Well, what I do is like sin, every time I watch sin, a, sins of our fathers type thing. What I like, I don't know if this is connected to what the point you make. I was going to say trying we, to, do, we try to keep our politics and shit like this. I'm just going to wrap this point up. I, I want to get back to the, the main thing, which is Chadwick. I Boseman. try to test myself, like whenever I watch a film from the opposite way. So Tenet's a good example. We'll talk about this later. It's obviously a, a black lead. Do I? I try to check my own like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Unability to connect with him as a character because he's black. Because you connect Because with I'm him. white. I could. So you can beat fuckers up. I, exactly. But no, but I can like root for him emotionally and I can get chills mm. when that them like right. them action bits hit. Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? But back, back to Chadwick Boseman. Um the the dude oozed class. Yeah. Everyone who everyone who's come out in sport, he's such a been a he's a great bloke. He's done lots for a lot of people and I don't obviously you're not going to hear bad things about him but I think it's testament to the guy he was the amount of people stepping forward and the amount of goodwill gestures and things like that that, that have been going on and he's going to be missed like and it really like I say really really hits hard point I was going to make what do you think is going to happen to Black Panther going forward mate? Um, they'll probably recast him a lot, a lot so. of people are Arguing for Black Panther not to be recast. I mean, well, I, I, that this is the problem so of capitalism. So it's, their it's their character. It's their character. But, they the, do but then, it, but then again, on the other side of the coin, we've seen another Joker. Do you know what I mean? After Heath Ledger died. Yes, exactly. So it's kind of the same. It's exactly the same as it's that. It's the same thing. It's exactly the same. Unfortunately, like. The Joker, the jo- uh, Black Panther, the massive characters in the in the DC and Marvel universe. So, I don't think after after two three films you could do that. Mm. But you could do- go down a different line. Like what we we were saying is it Lapita? Lapita? What's Le- uh, what's Michonne called? No, the Walking Dead. It's not Lapita Nyong'o. That's uh, that's the one you were talking about. That is no, no, it's not even his sister. Isn't she it? she plays. Um, well, well, I, I, the I, thing I can't think of the act- actress's name, but um, she could be. I, I mentioned the car. She could step into the role. She could be badass to do it. And it will be different to Chadwick Boseman's character. Do you know what I mean? I think people are calling for Shuri, the sister. But then again, you said to me that she's like the technology. It will be like Quartermaster becoming Bond. That's what I'm thinking. Right. I, where I think the she's she's cool in the films. She's badass. I mean, Give her a chance. Sound cool, actually. It could be cool. Quartermaster like. becoming Bond. That sounds pretty cool. What like a cyborg arm and that's just going. Well, imagine Bond if he didn't have to go to some nerd. If, if the nerd was the nerd, like the Bond, you know what I mean? Right. So you're just pulling out like different fun little shit, like pencils are killing people every second yeah, with like little rockets in and that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, the point I was, the main point I want yeah. to make about Chadwick Boseman is, I think what affected people the most and what people can relate to the most is hiding a problem you have in life and getting through life with how people have known it. Mm. That's what people. Disregarding everything to do with his skin colour, race, what we did with Black Panther. Bar, he bar held something close he held something very, very big, secret, and continued with it like nothing was the problem. And it caught people off guard. I think that's what everyone relates to. And that's why 
everyone was so shocked. Because how hard is it to do that? No, that's what everyone's everyone doing. Wants, everyone wants to go it's out. Not, everyone wants to go out and spill their problems. It is everyone hard, wants to do that. It is hard to do, but that's what everyone does in life, I assume. I mean, that's, that's, the class per- of the, that's the class of the guy, though, B. There's not a person in this world that isn't carrying something secretly through mm-hmm. life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I get anyway, you. That's my opinion on the matter. So, rest in uh, peace, Chadwick Boseman. Absolutely, big loss. Big loss. Uh, big being on a bike ride. Do you want to get into that quickly? Ryan Last weekend, man. honestly, I want to see it. Like I see on the podcast that I tweeted about, right? You guys don't know, but about a year ago, we had like a bit of a, a laugh with, with the lads. I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll get into a weight loss group. And I said, Beat, why don't you get involved? Expecting now from it because uh, Beat was Beat was quite. I, don't, I hope you don't mind saying, but you were like, in my eyes, you, you didn't think you were, but. You were massively overweight. You were drinking pop. You you just weren't doing things physically, and I was starting to get a little bit worried. Mm. Mate, fast forward a year. Has it even been a year? Started January. So no, so. That's, it's been ten months. Mm-hmm. Nine eight, months. Eight nine months. months eight, eight, nine, nine months. months. Or oh, nine months exactly, actually. So honestly, fast forward a year, people. Nine months and beats forty pounds down. He only drinks water, and he's just completed a hundred and ten mile bike ride in two days. <laughs> And honestly, mate, I've never been more proud of you. I've got to say that. Cheers, mate. Massively, massively proud of you. You look great. Unreal. Well done. Props to you. And Crass I can give him props as well. <laughs> He's a fucking legend. <laughs> he proved everyone wrong. And there's no one I know mentally stronger than what he is. <laughs> well, how did the bike ride go down, though? It went well, mate. Um, you joined us coming back. I was at work. work. Thank God, Thank by God. the way. Fuck me, I would not have been able to do that first 55 miles. Uh, the first year was more uphill, but we still did it. Mm. We still you did could, it. You, you do it, but... Um... It was good. Um, I, f- I thought it would be harder. I know that sounds, you know, bombless. But the lads I was with knew exactly about my situation. I was a bit nervous because I'd never done something like a bike ride that big. I hadn't particularly trained well for it. <laughs> You'd never done more than 20 miles? I hadn't done more than 20 miles. Um, but the lads... With biking, I didn't realise you can kind of go at your own pace. So if you have a distance to get to, say 50 mile, mm-hmm. that can be done in three hours at a good tempo. Or you can just do it in six and just, you know, yeah. have a bit of a leisurely one. Because uh, we're fast so, on the way back, weren't we? But that's but, uh, more I had, I had really good people with me who knew about my situation and kept me in check. I think and I, I'm massively indebted for how they acted I, on the weekend. I think it was good. Uh, it, it's, it's a good thing mentally. Where we, we, we pull together and we do things like this as well, having a challenge to work towards, whether it be weight loss or whether it be this bike ride. I think for anyone, you've got to set yourselves goals. I think mentally, goals keep you ticking over. Now, I'm not saying you can sometimes have too many and it becomes hard and you're spinning plates. Sometimes you need to step, I know it's not always possible, but you need to step back and just go, yep, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. It can be as small as reading a book. It can be as big as doing a 110 mile bike ride. The problem is the size of what you do does matter. Because, so he's he's what I, my thought process was. The reason I want to do the bike ride, a lot of the people do, obviously who do bike rides just do for the crack. And it was good crack with mm-hmm. the lads. But the main reason I want to do it was, it was like a certificate for all my hard work from January. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it was proof of me doing something that wasn't easy and actually took some sort of effort, yeah. which I don't feel like in my life I've ever done. Yeah. So if you don't have something like that, you have no confidence yeah. because you have no evidence. It's easy me saying just read a book, but like you say, get, make, hit that goal because I'm not being funny, but if you can do that, 
Oh, if, if anyone if, can do if, it. If I can do that, honestly, I'm the laziest you, fucker <laughs> of all well, time. You were drinking, you were drinking four liters of Diet Coke a day, pretty much. You I haven't touched, you haven't touched a fizzy drink in nine months. I, I suppose that is the hard part. But I like, couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because there's caffeine in Diet Coke as well. What would be harder would be doing it. Um, piecemeal like if I was allowed to drink a can this of coke the, see this is what you are where I'm totally opposite I think you're allowed a can of coke now and again this is about but, finding what works for you but you're like fuck this it, it's literally heroin so like <laughs> if, if 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 I did a shot of heroin I'd be back in like straight away yeah. there, there would be no, but once I, once you conquer that and just go cold cold turkey works for me whatever, you've got yeah. to find two main things you've got to find what works for you independently mm-hmm. and secondly you have to surround yourself with good people mm. they will because you can let yourself down all the time, no problem, because I have quite low self-esteem. But if you get, put yourself in a position where you let someone else down, that's a whole different story. Mm. Well, but that's how I—that's how I different. It's hard. Surround yourself with good people like me and Beat. That's it. Like we always there for you. It's hard. If you listen to the podcast. We're there for you, people. Honestly, you need to DM us. You DM us. Beat will not read it because he doesn't do social but media. John will read it. But I'll read it and, and then to me. Me Beat will talk about it and we'll get back to you, man. Honestly. But it's not easy. That's the problem. It ain't easy. It's, it's, it's finding that it's it's such a long road, and it's just keeping with Me, it. The mental health battle is not easy. It's it constant, and it's it's not a straight road either. No, no way, no way. You just got to keep pushing forward. Goddamn squiggly line now. P- keep pissing. Keep, keep pushing. pissing. Keep pissing keep in the pushing window. Forward. Uh, right beat. Now that's discussed. Mm-hmm. Now my dick's I, been sucked. <laughs> My goals list up there, by the way, off the last year. Nice. Um, I sort of goals list out as well. Like mine's gone from successful ah. operation to walk, run after knee injury, twenty miles on the bike, fifty miles on the bike, get under fifteen stone, get under fourteen stone. There's a Goldilocks spot of them being just unattainable that you feel rewarded when you do them, yep. but not as unattainable that when you don't do it you're disappointed. These these are for about for a year and a half we've had a hundred listeners of the podcast. 100 episodes of the podcast? We've got to be close to that. We have to be close. We've got to be close to 100 episodes. It isn't coming anytime soon. We'll give um, it nine months, nine episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all good, though. We need films. We need good films. Well, you know what? Like, I can see we're going to do Bill and Ted. Before we get like, I love right? Bill and Ted, but do I want to spend an hour and a half yeah, talking about Like, Ted's Tenet's perfect because I'm a massive Nolan fan. But unfortunately, people are film podcasts, so that's what you need to, you need to do. Do you know what I mean? Aye. And but it's our film podcast. Like, where the fuck is Tenet gone on here? Are we on the tenant now? No, we're not. No, we're not on the tenant. What the hell, man? What's the next step, John? Oh, I've just accidentally deleted tenant. Right. Okay. Before we go into it, we need to discuss the new Batman trailer. Okay. What are your thoughts, Pete? I've watched off it. The bat? I haven't got any notes on it because we're just quickly discussing it before going into tenant. I've seen the trailer three hundred times minimum. Right. Is it one of the greatest trailers ever made? I don't know. I can't say that because, I mean, can you compare it to another trailer? What other trailer do you remember? I think it's unreal. Interstellar was good, I suppose. I don't know. I forget trailers. But this one's worked. Mm. Main takeaways. <laughs> I love the tone. It's just like a David, David Fincher just like wank fest. You know <laughs> what I mean? So you've got Seven and what's the other film? Fight Club and like it's got that colour grading of the greens yeah. and orange and grunge. I'm so glad Beat they've went that way because they tried to go away from DC mm-hmm. in Justice League and stuff like that. Try to copy Marvel. You can't. You know what it you've is? You've got to be good to your roots, or you've got, like what you said, you've got to pick the right DC characters to do it. You know what it is? Suicide Squad can be a fun jaunt, a laugh, it yes. can be that. Batman can't be. Batman's the detective, the dark detective who's had a really bad past, 
and as holds a lot of mental anguish and manifested that in the identity of a uh, vigilante unreal and fun there's so many stories to tell there oh uh, look at the comics but the point I would make is um, a tone and what it shows is is like a, a singular vision that doesn't look too tampered with by suits from what which I've I seen, feel Justice League from was what I've seen from Matt Reeves like. mate right uh it looks like a dude who loves Batman. Yes, and fully understands and him. That, anything you do in life, if you love it, you do better. It helps. <laughs> How many people, big directors, are given big roles because of the money mm-hmm. and the name, and they really don't understand the fundamentals fundamental in, of in what makes a character good, of what makes Batman. Yes. Nolan did it with The Dark Knight. Somehow. And it, 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 the Dark Knight was the first film to kind of break out of being a comic book what, what, and more of like a, a just an, that's what's so brilliant a, about that, by the way, a blockbuster film. It, but it's like real world; it's proper real it world, is, yeah. so it shouldn't work because it's Batman, which is total fiction and yeah. like eating jump up skyscrapers and that. But it still works, even though in that real detective set. I didn't know. It's crazy. Three buttons is a little nineties, Mister <laughs> Wayne. It's got Morgan Freeman in. Unreal. So. Uh, but, but great Perfect. do you want to run down what you remember of the trailer basically uh, what, big, what, 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 big happiness so point out if people's watching the trailer and wondering what the hell's going on oh Zodiac that's what I was thinking ex- ex- explain tra- trailer wise right, so who the bad guy is what to expect from our parts okay going bad through guys because there's a couple in there maybe going through it we have um, Paul is it Paul Dano Paul, da- Paul Dano yeah he's Riddler his outfit is love that, unreal. Prisoner, he's unreal in prisoners. Yeah, unbelievable. If you want to watch him before you watch the Batman, you want a little bit insight to how he's going to be a villain. Yeah. Watch prisoners. Watch it. Is he a villain? That? Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Let's go. Anyway, um, is the, the design of the Riddlers immediately what what hit us? So he's got like leather, like a leather gimp mask effect, which reminds us of Zordi. I don't know if you've seen Zodiac, where he's got the sunglasses yeah, and the bag yeah. on his head. But it he is look, identical. Identical to the Zodiac killer. And the way he has, like, the duct tape, he doesn't use, like... I love when you get the Warner Brothers sign, it's like... It's got the, the, tape, the duct uh, tape and the tape. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. But he's, it, it's just, like, it gives off such a nasty vibe that he's using tape to, like... Like entrap his victims. Gritty and it's like easy. It goes into that dark side again with that leather imagery. That's weird as that. He's got such a weird voice. Now he's so crazy. Uh, again, seven vibes by having lies spray painted in red on the walls. And uh, the next shot is Batman entering the crime scene where he's killed this guy. How, and, s- how good and you is get it? this shot of like all the police just looking at him like. Do you know what it reminds me of, B? Mm-hmm. In a different way. When, in Silence of the Lambs, yeah. Clarice walks into a crime and scene, sees, and, all, and the, sees all, the, all the police turn around. No, all the police turn around, going, like a woman. Oh right, okay. It's all male police. No, like I didn't get where. Th- it's like you know, Christ the Batman. It's like it's, it's separate type. Thing, right, you know I see what, I mean? what you're saying. I, no, I get fear. I get a bit of fear, and from the police and, and disdain. No, I didn't. Maybe a little bit of disdain. That is in there a lot. Like that's a big theme in Batman. You see him a lot. fighting in the cage. Like he should. Like people. These police have to have to cooperate them, but they think he shouldn't. They yeah. don't agree with vigilantism. Yeah. I just like the fear and like the <laughs> the aspect of the camera when it's walking through the hallway. Unreal. Just the looks he gets. We get Gordon. 
who I'm very happy with, by the way. Absolutely. Well, there you go. People, a lot of people again, on Twitter. Again, what we've seen before, a black Jim Gordon. A lot of people aren't happy But it doesn't right matter because he's what, who is Gordon? Gordon's the guy who Batman enters a script scene. He gets the run down from Gordon. <laughs> Gordon's going, hey, do you know anything about this? That Does this make sense to you? the coolest guy you know in I mean? the world. He's, he it's, fits it's, the rule perfectly. If it, from the trailer, the character is perfect. That could be wrong, though. Um, we get the riddles. That's already been solved, by the way. The riddle in the postcard he gets, or the, or the calling card. Year two Batman, we're getting here, beat. Right. Not year one. It feels like year one because the suit. We're getting year two Batman, but we're getting, obviously, everyone knows the origin story, which I'm pleased not doing that again. Mm-hmm. Might get a little tinker into the into the origin story throughout the film. Probably. But I, I, I just love... I hope we're going to go down them lines like what you see when he walks through the hallway with the police there. Mm. Like, when he's on scene... He's got a presence. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where, like, in Suicide... Sorry, in uh, Justice League and uh, Batman vs. Superman. A, we don't get it, any of that. He's a joke. There's maybe one scene where he's not a joke in it. I don't think. Like, he's like cracking like, uh, one line. Especially in Justice League. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're not powerful. You're not one, one of us. Uh, you've got no powers. And he's he's kind of playing like a back, back, back role. Yes. Where is his power is how intelligent he is. Right. And his will. Mm-hmm. Batman's will is his power. Mm-hmm. And I hope he's got a presence like that. When he comes on screen, you're like, shit. A bit like what in Phoenix's Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker. When he was on screen, you're a like... Gravitas. When you're on screen, it's like, fuck, there's something going down here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, other than that, we've got uh, Penguin we in there Penguin, as well. Penguin like, is shooting up some thugs. That's Colin Farrell, apparently. I still don't believe it. I'm, I'm not convinced that that's Colin Farrell. Yeah. Is it? Who knows? Well, the, the makeup's so. too good. It's, it doesn't look nothing like him. We've got a bit of Catwoman. I love in the fact that the immediate rush to female empowerment is to make Catwoman beat Batman and everyone size in the cinema. But in this, they're equals. Like, she goes yep. to throw a kick and she doesn't expect him to dodge it. And he just, in one movement, ducks under it and then the, the, the face off together. The thing is, beat. He doesn't even try. Like I know it's he like does it quite easily. Yeah. So I love it. I just, I just love that. Which, like, which would happen because in a, in a fist fight, I'm not being funny, Catwoman in. Like going against yeah, Batman, absolutely. So it's just cool. I was like, "Well, she I probably just could hold her own, but don't yeah, don't, fighter, but don't like, devalue either one of them." Isn't, isn't Batman the best martial artist in the world? He is, but it's only year two, Batman. Okay, so we could have stuff like that. But you don't... do a lot in a year, beat. What have you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking Batman and all that. Don't undervalue each character. You know what I mean? I hate that at the okay. expense of a shitty fucking female empowerment. We don't message. see Andy Circus, but that's we hear him. I'm not thought of that. But I hope he's not going to be like... Is he going to be bald and... Has he got hair? I hope he's not going to be like... Hammed up Andy Serkis. Right. Andy Serkis being an actual actor in person. Yes, because <laughs> he's a very good actor, but sometimes he's like... He is, but I think he goes he's a, a bit, bit too... hammed up. You're exactly I mean? right, because he's been... He, to, I think that's, um, that bleeds from his performances in CGI characters, where you have to over-emote yes, to get yeah. that through a character yeah, who's maybe. being patrolled by uh-huh. uh, like a computer. Especially with your vocals and your facial expressions Exa- like that. You have to exaggerate I mean? all yeah. these things for it to be caught on camera. He's a very good actor. And then when he gets well. to being a human, he's like, oh, Bruce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, proper stretching his face. Uh, but he's a good actor. What's your thoughts on like, the, the gritty... The Batmobile and stuff. It just looks I'm, like a Chevy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. It's just a muscle car. Like right, that's fine sick. by me. Um, but only apparently twenty five percent of the movie's been shot. Really? So that was from twenty five percent of the movie. We'll, but we'll see. biggest thing to take away from it is tone looks Spot great, on. and it's just David Finch's Batman, really. Yep. And 
it doesn't look like too many suits are interfering with what Matt Reeves wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how he's achieved that. And I don't know how, as a director, you get to that point. Do you amass a certain respect? Mm-hmm. Usually it's by making big hit movies. Mm-hmm. But it's how do you do that? Like, Nolan made Memento, and that one did well. And then he made, I don't know, The Prestige or something like that. He's got constant, you know constantly makes money for the studio but he gets to keep his creative freedom Tarantino does this as well yeah. I don't know how directors get to that point is it confidence is it what they exude in a boardroom they say I'm going to do this and I'm going to make you 100 million dollars by yeah. making my project I, I, I think so I think that's the point you know what I mean you need to be strong willed I don't you, know you need to sell it properly to them I, I would love to ask Matt Reeves how, he, how he's done yeah. that and I, how I, he I didn't get Zack Snyder you know what I mean Um and our pats mate just ah I, I haven't even talked about right we'll I, get into it in Tenet probably more right because I want to get into Tenet we're just we're, we're kind people of aren't happy more, with Bruce Wayne the... he looks fine to me the fuck's wrong with Bruce Wayne like, people, he's say not that, people say that Bruce Wayne's always a mask and he shouldn't show his Batman side when I'm out in public and when he sees the Riddler's car coming towards that kid and he saves the kid he's, he, he's kind of straight faced mm-hmm. and but you know what are you going to be like yeah, exactly. I mean, you know what I mean. You have to. I assume that no one is paying attention because there's that much of a panic. No I one's paying attention. I saw a Reddit Bruce post Wayne, about, so we can get away with it. I saw a Reddit post about Arpats, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like he's going through what Leonardo DiCaprio went through when he, he did Titanic, and he's kind of typecasting this. Have these people seen Good Time? <laughs> have these people seen The Lighthouse? Two completely different films. And what I love about them is. He ain't fucking about here. He's went back into indie films. How much money do you think he's made out of Twilight? Uh, probably, probably enough never to work endless, again. Endless amounts. Right? Well, there's like four films. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I don't know. He went back into indie and he's like, no, I'm gonna, I am need to go backwards here. I need to go backwards Build up to the go forwards. The dude's an actor of our generation. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you say. The dude's a legend and we'll get into it. We'll see the Batman. Oh, we didn't even talk about the main bit where he fucking annihilates that fog. That's so good. That's the, that's so that's the selling point of the. He not right. What's so great about that is he breaks the. Why why is that why is that better than what we've seen before? Right. First of all, he breaks the guy's arm yep. halfway through, mm-hmm. and it stops him from screaming by punching him again. <laughs> so he breaks it and goes ah, and then get, gets hit, which stops him from screaming. I think it's then CGI to how quickly he hits him and he falls on the floor. So like Batman's head shakes back when he throws a punch. Mm-hmm. It's like the most visceral we've seen. I mean, the, the, the fight in the warehouse in uh, Batman v Superman is pretty good, but like that's like a real mm-hmm. like guy getting hit in the head. It's ridiculous. It's unreal. He hits the floor like a fucking bag of shite. And then he continues, though. He continues He's punching him, which is, I don't know. That's, that's okay. what I was thinking. I was like, what's and then, going on here? And secondly, like, what's the epitome of Batman? The fear he strikes into his enemies. We get that shot of them young teens who have got the face paint on, and like the nearly like, tears. Just what are we in for? What yeah. are we in for? It's kind of like the callback to when uh, you get the fake Batman in in the dark. Aye, night. aye. But that's that's I played off. The one wearing hockey mask. That's played off as a joke. Whereas yeah. this, it's just pure just fucking like, fear. Like sky. like they're just kids. It's more like that that kid in Kill Bill when she whips his ass. Like what there's are a, you doing? Bit, at the minute, mate, there's a bit of a DC resurgence going on. Maybe. I know it's done over and over. We've got the Suicide Squad as well coming out, which just looks like a fun time mm-hmm. they've kind of looked at Deadpool and they've gone we're going to get this load of stupid characters in yes and we're just going to kill them off at that, every opportunity that we sounds can. perfect like could you think of anything better because no mm. you can't sell people on going to see characters like I mean Deadshot is a big character but to a normal 
Cinema Goa. They don't have a fucking clue who Deadshot is. He's like a non-entity draw. Yeah. It's like... You know, Titanic has Leonardo DiCaprio in. And he was hot stuff there and then. Yeah. Or Br- a better better example would be, I don't know, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. He's a draw. Right. It's like getting in Paul Dano as your lead and going, why are you not coming to see this film? Yeah. But let's get Paul Dano in him and blow him to five pieces. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the draw. Yeah. These are all none... Understand what, what it is. What What is Suicide Squad? Suits probably thought that we're trying to build up a universe and sell like these ga- characters so off like as like men. Gardens of Galaxy in a different way where it's just a bit of a fun... Exactly. ...out there, do what you want to do. Exactly. Directors can come in and just have you do what you want to do. And James Gunn's, James Gunn's per- doing the per- it. The perfect James outlet. James Gunn's doing it. So the perfect outlet. So expe- expect Guardians of the Galaxy fun. But expect that Deadpool scene when he assembles X-Force and they all die. <laughs> and that's the entire <laughs> film. And if that doesn't sell you on the film, I don't know what will. Exactly. And my favourite character is Weasel at the moment. That guy looks crazy. <laughs> Right, people, so here we go. Into Tenet. Me and Beat have seen the film twice now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go and see it a third time. What we'll do, Beat, is we'll go into some non- non-spoiler discussion first. Right. And then we'll, we'll hit you up when you can either switch off and come back to us. Or you can listen on and spoil the film for yourself. But we'll give you the heads up. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'd switch off. <laughs> we'll go for it, though. I've only got two points non-spoiler-wise, Beat, so you can uh, jump in if you can. We notice Hans Zimmer isn't doing the score, which I can't remember the last Nolan film where Hans Zimmer didn't do this. Now, this is because he's caught up working with uh, the... Oh, what's the director who did uh, the new... Denis bli- Vin- the Vin- new Vin- bli- Villeneuve, or whatever he's called. Denise Villeneuve. Vin- 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 Vanilla. <laughs> whatever, Villeneuve or someone. Uh, he's doing June with him. Right. Everyone's excited for June, by the way. I'm excited for June. I don't I know, know anything about it, by no, the I don't way. know nothing about it. I just know it's a sci-fi epic book that's very loved. Mm-hmm. So Ludwig Göransson's come in, who did the music, Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Black Panther, Black Panther as well. Building up a nice little repertoire. Looking good. Enjoy his stuff. Uh, what did What did you think of the music in the film? I like the music. It's very strange, but it's obviously intentionally strange because mm-hmm. the whole aspect of the film is just madness. I think it's kind of wanting to disorientate you a little bit. That's- that's what cinema? I took from it. Yeah. That it's meant to be like a fucking microwave and sometimes. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But I feel some of them main themes, when they come through, they don't hit enough or the two kind of... What's the word? Overshadowed by the madness yeah. of some of the noises. Does that make sense? Okay, okay. But maybe that's the audio mix. A lot of people are criticising the mix the of the audio. I've heard from... This film, at you the can't hear is, the dialogue because the music's not. Yeah, the audio right. mixing's a bit weird. But then we'll argue that that's due to going and seeing iSense. We saw it. First time we saw it in iSense, and then the second time we just went to a normal cinema and saw it standard. Yes. If you're going to go and see it, just go and see it standard. You don't need the iSense. What iSense does is up the volume by, by 10, 20, maybe 20. Right? And it's literally, I came out the film thinking I'd done a tour of Nam how I mean, fucking I, the ears were absolutely exploded. The, the subwoofers were going like ridiculous. And it, the case is, it doesn't enhance the experience. It just turns the volume up. And you can't hear a thing because it's that loud. Like the you, gunshots are like piercing. You're it's on ridiculous. the you're on the fringe of having like bloody ears. Oh, it, it's it was, ridiculous. It was, it, I don't, who wants that? No. So if you're gonna go and see it, just see it standard. I think I think the audio sometimes takes away from the film. But you, you're that bothered about shit. This is loud. Then Aye. just concentrating. Jeez, when Kenneth Branagh shouting, I'm like, fucking hell. Unreal. Um, see, this is where we're bad doing non-spoiled discussion. Is anything you discuss non-spoiler? I don't know how one. I don't know how you spoil tennis because it's just fucking. I still don't understand after two viewings. Yeah. But 
what I would say is, if we're going to current performances, mm-hmm. Pattinson, unreal. He's what we wanted. Yep. What I would say. See, the first time I was watching it, I can't say that because that's spoilers. You keep continue what you say. We what what the character we wanted in regards to him being similar to, uh, what's he called in Inception? Tom Hardy's character in Inception. We wanted the side character. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as well. Joseph Gordon-Levitt falls in that bracket as well. But the side character who doesn't do much in the film. He's not the main protagonist. There's got a few cracks here and there. He, he gives a couple of one-liners which make him love him so much yep. that you can't help but think he's a great character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I just I just love them secondary characters who have a lot of attention paid to them yep. and are built up really nicely. And Norton loves doing this and I think it's brilliant. So he, he fit exactly what I wanted. Whether that's right or not, I can't tell you. But uh, we're going to main, main character, JDW. John, yep. John David Washington, unreal, oozes this this feeling of like, it's not Bond, he's not, is he so, Bond? So we'll get into my criticisms of like, character develop, development is... He's fun, what, one he's of, very one fun. Of my, one of my criticisms of the film is character development. Your criticism of the film is in, this? Yeah, in, is in, in other Nolan films, you feel for the characters. Yes. In this, it's kind of just thrown in, right? and you go, yes. which could be intentional. It's a Bond film. Due to, and you've got to realise this. Nolan wanted this to be three hours, but Did he? the studio wanted it to be feature length. So, oh, so there you go. The, the cut, studio was effect- the, the cut it to two and a half hours. So there's half an hour of character building being cut out there. Right. So that's probably why I'm excited to see a further DVD special of like the full three hour film. His cut. Where you probably get a little bit more information on JDW and that. Or the protagonist he's called in it. Well, there's an example of it not being full total control of of the artist. There you (laughs) you go. You know what I mean? But for me, the dude's cool as hell. Yeah. I loved him. He he uses class on screen. Mm -hmm. What I loved as well, as an example, Tom Cruise has bought boots to make him like a foot taller. (laughs) And they can only get actresses in which are five foot four to make them look taller because there has to be something in Hollywood where a man's not a man and you can't accept or do have you can't relate to him in any way unless he's taller than the last right. in film <laughs> so this this the the actress who's the main character in it uh, what's she called again B? no I can't remember <laughs> we, should, we should know this that says a lot about her by the way well, in, in, what's in her name opinion, in the film in the film I Lisa Lin- Linda Lydia Oh, I'm so, we I should know this shit. I don't know. Anyway, fuck it. We get. We do it live. Uh, what do you call that? That's really annoying us now. You've got to see it all. You've got nailed. Cat. Cat. There you go. Cat. Cat is six foot two. She's six two. JDW's five foot five. Five eight. Or something that's like right. Gotta be five legend. eight. And they don't bother about it. It's class. Even the fight scenes and that. And you know what? That's how it should be. Like, can this be proved to Hollywood that you don't have to keep the old stuff you've got in? So obviously this is transferred over from John Wayne days. John Wayne. I'm not saying it's John Wayne, but use John Wayne the, as the a hypothetical example. John Wayne came on set and said, I want to look like a legend, so I want to be taller than everyone because yeah. I'm tall equals power. Yeah. And then this is held over in every film mm-hmm. up until this point. Now hopefully we can keep keep this trend gun where having the main lead being shorter than the last doesn't make him any less cool. No. Please take this, Hollywood, right. as evidence. But is there, is there any way we can talk about the actual premise of the film without spoiling it? No, I didn't know because 
if, if what I would say is you, you don't like to hear out we I was talking to uh, Bosk and Beep about it as well have they seen the film direct message not yet okay they've kept themselves away from everything yes I don't think I it's don't, the right I don't thing to think, do uh, what, they've watched a trailer not even watching a trailer makes this unbelievable so, I don't want to give too much away and I, I, I don't like to have the I feel like I've got the anchor on us at the minute right I'm scared to say things uh, so, what I would say is think of it as a Bond film and not an emotional film about somebody trying to get back to the family yep it's about action. It's about espionage. Well, a lot of people have said that this is the best action film that's been out since T2. I've <laughs> seen some reviews on that. Ooh, I'd have to think about that one. Yep. The action... The ac- I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd need action films lined up to, to compare to. I'm not I'm not smart enough to remember them now. So, you. anyway. But think S- of it as a Bond film. As a Bond film, it works brilliantly. Should you go and see it, Pete? Oh, a million percent. A million percent go and see it. It's a spectacle. It should be seen in the cinema. I know people might have a, a few... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reservations? Reservations about going and seeing the cinema with what's going on. Ah. Throw a mask on, go and see the cinema. You'd be good. If you go to a restaurant, <laughs> cinema's a lot safer. Like, there's, uh, there's loads, 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 loads more space. space you're good. Loads more space. Uh, for me, it's, one, it's a blockbuster. You've got to go and see it. What's sad is it might not do as well as what it projected because of what's going on. Do you reckon? Yes. Well, it has to. It has to. Eh? You're exactly right. But fucking hell, that 200 million budget. Jesus. It should, it should do all right. It's though. not making that back. How can it make 200 million back in COVID? That's mental. Worldwide. Maybe Blu-ray. It'll, it'll, Buy the shit. It'll, it'll Just keep make, on watching it. Back. Keep going watching it. I, I don't think I had a good opening weekend due to COVID. Did it not? No, nah, I think they were expecting everyone to see all oh, cinemas were open. First big blockbuster, everyone will go and flock. Ah, oh, no. But I don't know. Even Tom Cruise tried to get everybody in. Uh, what was that about? I think he's getting paid by Hollywood to go and see it, to get people back into cinemas. He, I love the bits, by the way. And he's he, crazy. He, he would die for Hollywood. He would literally get beheaded for Hollywood in a Times Square if it made, made, made Hollywood more money because it's given him so much uh, and he believes so much in cinema I know he didn't what give does he believe in more as a god Hollywood or Scientology Holly, Hollywood without a shadow of a doubt <laughs> like did you see him do that thing for, for Tenet he went into a, a screen and just like went to sell it like he's, even though I, he's not in the I movie I think he wants to be in a Nolan film me. I hope so I don't know that, I'd love to have a cameo in a Nolan Oh, imagine Tom Cruise in a normal film. Yeah. Have him as the main. That would be unreal. Anyway. Unreal. Non-spoilers basically boil down to the lass is tall, taller than everyone in the film and it's a good Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... And, and don't go and see it in eye sense. No. See it five pound because it'll blow your eardrums out. <laughs> <laughs> right. What else do we say? Nothing. The action's unreal. There you go. Action's unreal. Go and see the film. In spoiler discussion spoiler. now. So in spoiler discussion, beat what you're going to do is completely before we get into it, explain the mechanics of the film. Right. Right. So people's coming out of this film and going, "What the fuck happened?" You've now got to explain the mechanics of the film. Can you do it? John came to me with a statement on well, a text. All right. Yeah. The point I'm making is, can't work. John said this to me. Can't work. However, this film is exceptional. Six out of ten. So what I said back to this was. Felt the same way after Interstellar, but this time I understand that this isn't a bad thing. I've become more mature. Mm-hmm. It's just because we're missing a couple of motivations and plot points and the exact mechanics of entropy to feel fulfilled with the story. 
exchange inversion for or slash entropy for the weird string fifth dimension machine used in Interstellar. Not knowing it is a machine sent back in time by our future selves to be able to manipulate gravity which passes on the equation to save the rest of humanity, it fills the satisfaction of having an answer. Whether or not it's a good answer usually determines my long-term feelings towards the film. Apart from that, he crashed a full-scale plane on the side of a building. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a well-acted and likeable, undeniably likeable lead. There you go. That's it. There's the spoiler discussion. Right, well, I've got, before we get into that... But now I'm going to... You, 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 you spend a night you speak, doing quantum but I physics and shit. What, I spent a night asking myself questions I had about the film after I saw it, and then answering them after that fact. Right, okay. So you give what you were going to say, So I've got, I'll go into I've got like one, two... I've got two points explaining Tenet. Okay. So, if you're wondering about Tenet, the word Tenet is a palindrome, meaning that it's spelled, back, it's spelled the same way forwards as it is backwards. Mm-hmm. We see this a little bit in different aspects of the film. Rotors, which is the company which exchanges the art mm-hmm. and works to ship things, is Sator backwards. He's definitely got a uh, play on, on that whole that whole thing that's going on. This is un- undoubtedly, with Tenet, this is undoubtedly a reason behind why no- Nolan named the film this, due to being a palindrome. In many ways, Tenet is itself a palindrome, with the characters working their way back from the midway point. Oh, my word. Also, at the end scene, you've got a 10-minute timer and a 10-minute timer, so it's 10 and 10. Tenet. We did it. There you go. That's what I've got to say. Do you want me to really blow your fucking mind? Right, come on then. Right, this is beat. What have I got? I've, got, I've actually got paper here as well. I'm going to blow your fucking mind, so I've, got, I've got bits that stand out. You go now. Then I've got bits that stand out and queries right. in two notes. On the Sator thing, right. right, this is going to blow your fucking mind because it's blue mind. Okay. There's a thing in life, right, called Sator Square, right? Right, okay. So this existed before Tenet was made as a film. This is where Nolan got all his ideas from, I think. Well, he got the idea from, you know, cherry-picking a scientific... Law to pick, so he went entropy, mm-hmm. right, we're playing with that. But Sator Square was written ages ago in Latin, like in Latin times, right, on walls. So Sator Square has Sator, what it is, it's a palindrome, but it's a 2D palindrome. So it doesn't just work forwards and backwards, it works down as well. So Sator Square is Sator, and then the word Arepo, right, right. then Tenet, then Opera. And then wrote us. So if you look at it, I don't, know, I don't want to screw. Oh, want so to... we're talking about like a square. Look, look, there. look, look. This is the square. It works backwards, forwards, and then if you look down, it says wrote us, and it also says opera, and then tenet. So well, down. Is this just about the film? This is before the film came out. This is be... Latin's realised that could make a two D version of a palindrome. So that's the... an actual thing before the film came yes. out. Yes. So that's where all the words have come from. There yes. you go, boom. So the tenet, opera. See, this is, this, is what's brilliant, this is what's brilliant about the film, though. Rotus. Arepo is the name of the art dealer who makes is, the forgery. Yeah. But backwards, that Start, also is opera. Starting opera. Starting the opera, and then you've, tenet is in the middle. It's you've the got fucking... Rotus, which is the, the art delivery thing. It's goddamn genius. See, oh, who's the bad guy? You know what, as well? But look at it downwards, John. Look at it down. Tenet. Look from S downwards. 
It makes it or again. Yeah. It's I a two D palindrome. Right, okay, Blow me fucking mind. We'll have to smash that in. Anyway, he's the. Oh, what are you gonna say? I was gonna put in. You might have this. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say that maybe he isn't called Sato. Right. When, when he finds the when he finds the box right. that's got the. Are you going into this or not? Shall I say this now? I'll probably so go into it. What but... sets it all in mo- What sets the whole thing in motion is Sato, the bad guy. Yes. Decides to go and try and make his own, pave his own way, wealth wealth wise, mm-hmm. and risk getting cancer, which he does. Risk having problems due to going to one of the Russian cold sites, the cold city sites. He was born there. This isn't the cold city sites. Well, no, because he was looking for a nuclear warhead which he would sell. Yes, but he would recover, recover and sell. What happened it was, was it would be like being found, in Iraq. What happened was he found a box, right, mm-hmm. with gold bars to set himself up, mm-hmm. and a sheet. Telling them where what to do and where to find all these different yes. things, right? Mm-hmm. So people are saying that he was just a normal dude. He found this. He killed the other dude and took the name Sato. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Yes. So that he might not have been called Sato originally. He might have found the box and the gold and adopted that name. But he's in g- the greater scheme of things, he's still Sato. But like, yes, I understand what you know, you're saying. Do you want me to go through? I'm done now. That's me done. Okay. Right. So this is included, but these are the question. The biggest question I had in the film was, and I didn't understand. By the way, I've got a guy called Cloudy TV who had a YouTube channel, okay. and I watch his video, and he, he sums everything up pretty well. Right. Cool. Because like, so, me news watch certain YouTube explain videos, and they're not great. And they're not great. Cloudy TV, and I put in brackets legend. So we're gonna we'll, we'll link that with the podcast. Right, Cloudy TV, and then also a, a games radar piece. <laughs> Just explains games everything. Right, so they're the two citations. So the biggest question I had was, who is in the future and what is their plan? Right. If you understand this, the whole film makes sense. They're a terrorist group who want to destroy the Earth by invert- inverting it. Right? So right. there you go. Why do they want to destroy the Earth? No idea. Maybe, in brackets, maybe related to the abuse of the climate which led to an apocalyptic Mm -hmm. world and that by reversing the flow of time we can start a new life tumbling backwards towards the beginning of creation. So that, so that's, right, yeah, so... You come to me and ask me what's going on. Well, so stop and I'll I'll ask, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll be devil's advocate. Okay. The Wikipedia which goes off the screenplay that's released... Right. ...says that their future selves or the climate's knackered knackered so they need to go, need to go backwards and solve it okay so they're not trying to ruin the world they but, are they're trying to do a in, good thing but am I right in saying beat you can't change anything so what they're doing well, is we will get to this so what I'm they're I'm going to try and explain this in the simplest terms yeah, possible what they're doing is like it's already wasted. happened no I'll tell you why but it's yes and no at the same time does that make sense because this is it's the whole thing that Neil and the protagonist I talk argue about, over argue about a lot it's yes and no at the same time because Neil's been doing it for years and years Rob mm-hmm. Pattinson's character and he still doesn't know right am I right in saying that we'll move on because okay. I'll explain this in the, I think in the future how do they destroy it so how do they go about enacting this plan so how do they stop the future from ruining the past yes they can do this by assembling nine weird-looking boxes that contain code when put together, producing algorithm. Take here the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. This algorithm is the information needed to solve the problem of inversion. Because I'm not a mathematician and don't deal with algorithms, I, I don't understand what an algorithm... An algorithm is a, a scientific mathematical equations put together to solve something. So, like, the creation of fuel like in an Einstein. engine. I don't deal Einstein. with algorithms. I'm going to explain this using a simple formula. I could be wrong for doing this, but hey-ho... 
H2O is the chemical formula for water. Imagine we lived in a world where we didn't know what the formula was, but instead we knew in the past that a scientist had discovered it, but in fear for killing humanity, has locked it away behind two weird boxes. So two and say nine. One says two hydrogen atoms, and the other says the other box says one oxygen atom. So together, you these, put them together. Together, they would water. give you the chemical formula for water. Yeah. So. Of course, in the movie, it's much more complex so than this that. Regarding splitting so into nine pieces, this is what I can't. So not get two my, boxes, I, nine boxes this, this of algorithms. Yeah, yeah. This is what I can't get my head around. Like, what is it? Is it just? It's a, an algorithm. Is it a box, hard copy box, which inside it's like USB drives? Inside it tells you how to end the world. Think of them as USB drives. It ain't a bomb. It is a bomb. I'll explain this, but it's fucking gonna be hard. It's a bomb by being information. Does that make sense? So that physically can't go off, but that can give you the information to invert the world. Yes, but it goes off as soon as you get the information in the future, because by doing that, by giving them the information in the past, you are immediately fast-forwarding the point and creating a new world where you now have that have that information and they spend the time creating so the bomb. So in the future, yep. The the person who created this went rogue. Yep. The cited Oppenheimer. Yes. In the Manhattan incident. Yep. Uh, when he created the nuclear bomb. Yes. They weren't sure how what would happen. Exactly. And so imagine if Oppenheimer at the last minute destroyed his he, research. He went, I don't. Put, I don't want to make this nuclear bomb. I'm put his research this. into nine boxes and hid them around and the world. Them. That's yeah. what the person in the future Ex- did. Exactly. Right. But. How do they assemble the algorithm? They use Sator. They send instructions and money, gold bars, to a young version of himself explaining the entire situation. His motivation is that he believes he is saving the world as the terrorist group do by going back and reverting the climate change problem. I sympathize but he also has a personal stake in it where he's a fucking absolute dickhead and he's dying of cancer and he wants to take the world worm. Yes. I sympathise a little. Must be pretty fucking. It must be a pretty fucked future to go through this to solve it. He then spends the rest of his life trying to find the nine boxes. Who are tenant? An organisation set up by the protagonist in the future in opposition to the plans of the terrorists. I don't know why I've called them terrorists. Terrorists makes them sound like bad guys. All they're trying to do is revert the process of climate change. Tenant aren't the ones in the future. Protagonist. That's, that's a, maybe a. No, well, it could work out that, but maybe pr- that's a. Protagonist is a splinter a group. Protagonist is a splinter group. Yes, Tenet is a splinter group where. Just trying to stop, this, trying to these, stop other guys. these guys from reverting the world because they think that's the so end the, of everything. You've got the big bads and then you've got the protagonist group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get at that because obviously we haven't explained that the protagonist is leading this group in the future. Also, I want to stop you there. At this point, it might be good to say the film starts where Sato is about to get the ninth box this isn't just a test for the protagonist Mm -hmm. it is a test but it's actual boots on the ground he needs to be there and do it yes and then out of that was a test showing that he was willing to die when captured rather than give up information yeah which i was literally just about to say this so why choose the protagonist? He selected on trust after swallowing a cyanide pill that he thinks will kill him. Yep. The hardest concept that I struggle to comp- Right, we'll get on to that next bit. Yeah, so that you're exactly right. So the, the problem with the entire film, and this is what I've been trying to research and understand, but I'm a, because I'm a fucking idiot, I can't get it around my head. The hardest concept that I struggle to comprehend the most was cause and effect being able to happen at the same time. Right. So if I kick a ball... 
Mm-hmm. Right. The ball goes forward. The ball goes forward. The effect is the ball moving that causes me foot hitting the ball. In this film, the ball can be already rolling forward and then I need to go and kick it. Does that make sense? So what you can do is you can put your foot forward and bring your foot back and the ball comes back to you. Cause can never come. Effect can never come before cause. But the closest it can get to it is simultaneously being happening at the same time. That's what's so confusing. So the football, the talking grass football theory, right? Yes. The ball can be there and the ball's inverted, right? Forget inversion. We're talking about cause and effect here. I know, but there's... there's Bullets invert. This could be a good way to explain it here. So this is from me. Listen to what you've said. Right. Right. So bullets. I've got a bullets. I've got a better. I've got a better. I've got a better analogy than a ball and a we'll, foot. We'll go on to it. Okay. Do you want to go? But I just want to make sure that this you is right. You try and. Okay. I'm, I'm working things out now because it's okay. the first time we've spoken about okay. it. Okay. Come to me, word. So you've got a bullet inverted. Right. Switch the bullet to a ball, which is inverted. This has fell out the past. It's inverted, right? Right. So it's fell out the future. It's been sent down from the future, it's like like all the other stuff that they found documented. Okay. Yes. So with this ball, this ball's there, right? Standing still. Mm-hmm. You bring your foot forward, you think about it, and you pull your foot back, that ball should come back to you. No. You're thinking about inversion. Right, the reversing of entropy. I'm talking about causal loops. Right. So if I use my example here, and I think I've... I don't know if this is a good example... Think of this as two TVs. So you've got two TV screens. One's showing the past mm-hmm. on the left, right? Mm-hmm. And one on the right is showing the future. But here's the bit that's hard to understand. The run at the same time. Right. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. I don't know how they do because one's the past and one's the future. But right. the running at the same time. So One's going backwards, one's going forwards. No, no, no. The run at the same time. The one on the left is running just in 1990, or 2000, and then the one on the right is running in 2010, right? So it's less of a loop, it's more of a lines. Exactly, exactly. When the algorithm is dropped, so imagine you're watching the movie on the left screen, this is the past. When the algorithm is dropped into the hole, so the USB drives are dropped into the hole, that's what Sator's doing, he's dropping them into that goddamn hole where Russia is. Mm -hmm. The action... The cause would immediately cause the object to exist in the future, rather ha- than it having existed before the action took place. Does that make sense? Yeah, just a, just about. So, uh, <laughs> things can't exist in the future until they're done in the past. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make sense because it's the future. They should have already existed. So... <laughs> That's that's what that's the best way I've, I think of understanding it, but I don't know if that's well explained. But that's completely different to tennis. You haven't inver- you haven't explained inversion. You're just talking about bloody quantum physics. Inver- I under- inversion's just people going backwards in time. Well, the football, the talking cross football theory. You you do your football theory. I'm not sure. The talking cross football theory is there's a inverted ball being left on the field of play right. from someone who's going backwards in from the future. To get to the past. Oh, sorry. Right? I haven't explained the simple stuff, but I, I, so I've assumed that, that the audience left, members... That ball's left there. I'm assuming so that the audience members have taken this and understood we, this part. We know that that's now inverted. Okay. So rather than walk past the ball, 
we look at the ball and we go right we know that's inverted mm-hmm. so I'm going to bring my foot forward and I'm going to think about it and I'm going to bring my foot back mm-hmm. and the ball flies backwards because it's inverted yes you can manipulate objects that have come from the future through inversion like that yes just exactly. like you can catch a bullet uh huh imagine kicking the ball but backwards but here's the question did you kick the ball because it had to be kicked do you understand? The ball's there. It's been there forever. So you've already kicked the ball. Have you already kicked the ball? Or did you choose to kick the ball? She says in the film that it's free will. But it's not. So this is the but most frustrating not. thing about the film for me. The most intriguing... Kind of, this is really, my last point. The most intriguing part of the film is determining whether or not the actions of the characters are what always create the future they are trying to stop. Or they actually... Then that stops there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they actually what? That's that's the intriguing right, so the, part. The most, is, is the most free frustrating will. thing about the, this this film compared to Inception, even Interstellar. Interstellar was hard work to work out. Mm-hmm. Was the simple fact be is that they don't give a, a proper like explanation of how this works when they talk. They expect the audience to work it out. Yes, I'm not. I can't work it out. I'm struggling to as well. I'm trying to. We're trying to work it out here, but there's some things that don't match up. And for for a twenty minute com, we're sorry, a ten minute conversation with a scientist who knows a hell of a lot about it. Yeah. To JDW, the protagonist. Yes. Of just saying, don't don't think about don't feel it. Think about it. Just just feel it. Well, that's obviously now for me. That's a massive out. What Nolan's doing there? He's speaking to the audience. It's like meta commentary. So he's not only speaking to the main character. He's saying mm. to the audience as well. Obviously, this loses your satisfaction in storytelling because mm-hmm. if you can't understand something and just feel it, it's not as satisfying yeah. when something happens in a story. But they're saying to you, it doesn't matter if you can't understand what we're telling you. Yep. Just enjoy the experience. So, so, so now I can kind of, I, I can kind of get on a second view and what you said, I can kind of get my head around it. But I've still got some questions. Okay, hit me with them. I'll try and understand them. Who's built these doorways? Sator. Sato's built them. They are called turnstiles. He's made them due information from the past. The, sorry, the future that's been relayed back to him. Yes, exactly. Right. But is there a time delay on a turnstile when you're in it? No. Because from the from when the oh, I don't know. I don't know. It felt like there's a time delay because you can see you can see yourself when they wheeled the girl out um, on the stretcher. They get wheeled out. After they've they've done it, do you know what I mean? So there's there's, there's a definite delay here on them turnstiles when you're watching each other. There's not a delay. Is it not just feedback? So it's, there's no delay. When you're watching yourself, these are all lines of time. Like right. the problem we have is in understanding this film is our perception of lineal time. We think that's what's so hard for us. We don't deal with. You know when you ask us whether it's it's free will or not, mm-hmm. they are. It's simultaneous. They not only are creating their own future, but they're also following their own future. Does Nolan? Does know that? Actually, does Nolan know? Nolan understands that <laughs> he's very clever, and he's researched enough into quantum physics and thermodynamics and, and, and causal him, loops. And he's got people around him. He probably does he, have a lot of people around him. He'll have scientists around him, right? Who him and Jonathan Nolan will be going, right. This is this can happen. That can't. That can happen. Yes. He'll, have, he'll have scientists, but he can real, understand. He'll, he'll have real top end physicians. Physicians. Yes, physicians. Tell them what to do here. Right. And all he's got to do is direct it. 
Physicists, not physicians. Physicist. What was what was we? I was going to make a point there about beat. I'm lost, me. I'm lost in the tenet world. What, have you got any more notes or not? I'm trying to explain how them. Uh, what was I going to ask you there? Christ. How the right? Okay, here's here's me question, beat. Yeah. Right. What's the point in the protagonist doing everything he does? Yes. Because he's in a paradoxical loop. Right. So he's and the argument is: Can you break out of that? Will everything happen in one loop? So, from him starting and him ending as the boss of Tenet, yes, and the bad guys above. Mm-hmm. When does it start and stop? Does it does it just start and stop? Is the film the, the loop? Right. If you think of the par- one paradox in the film that happens is Kat seeing herself, mm-hmm. which creates an envy. Sorry, she sees another woman on the board, mm-hmm. which makes her envious of her husband, which m- starts a lot of the... So is that a new bit of the timeline? That's that's the point I'm in. Is that when, when she goes back in time and kills Sato, is that a new piece of the timeline which has been implemented due to the protagonist? The protagonist's actions? This is the question. No, can you change what happens in the future? You can't. You can't. And that's annoying because what's the point of the film? I think that's the problem with time travel. No, you can't. <laughs> it's, it, what's the protagonist working towards? I think you're thinking in the wrong way. So what's the protagonist working towards? You have to do the action to make the thing happen. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So if... Right. So this is all got to... If if the protagonist didn't do anything, <sighs> anything he does creates the future. He want it ha- that happens. So you're right. But then you've got people like Neil and Sator who can implement time travel. Can they affect the future? That's the question of the film. Can they stop the whole world blown up? I think I'm right in seeing. I want to say the can beat. I want to say that is a Kate. Mm-hmm. Or Cat. Cat. Changed her future by killing Sator. I want to say that that wasn't on the line. She fulfilled the effect. She, she didn't. She jumped off the boat, so she's done it she before. Cre- but th- that's what's so brilliant about the film. That's what I enjoy about the film. It lulls you into a false sense of security in, in thinking that what they are doing is changing the future, but instead they're actually creating it. Right. But so is there is there an ability... Here. So what, how come, right... If Sator dies on that boat at the start of the film, how is he still there in the film? Ah, but isn't that a past self? That's there's two versions of himself, no? So he, he's cre- one's inverted and one isn't, and the one that isn't inverted always on the timeline dies. D- dies. This is where we're getting to multiverses, isn't it? No. You, can you not infinitely create yourself on one of these it's turn not, styles? It's not multiverse. I don't think it's a multiverse. So I'm trying to work out when Sator dies and the last and the, jumps off the board and Kay has... Cat. Cat. I can't... How many times are we going to get this girl wrong? <laughs> you know why? This One of our biggest arguments in the film is yeah. we don't think she was a great actress. No, she does not give a bad performance. She doesn't, but... It's the script. I feel like sc- she's... I, I don't know. She's not, about... you're, what you're saying is she's not Cobb. Or she's not... Ariadne? 
No, I didn't care about Adiani. She's just um, an information dump. The, the Eva Green, Al Casino Real. Eva Green, I massively feel for in that film. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a reason I can't remember her name. Right, so Cat. Anyway, she's great. She's great and she's fine. I can't remember her name because we're trying to think of fucking. On a side note, Nolan ex- gave that actress the job while we were having the audition. Cat or the scientist. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. No one give Cat the the actress that job. I think she got like that Bond girl look. You Maybe, know what I mean. I so th- this is this is the problem which I have with a film. Has well, it all happened before? When Cat saw the other girl on I, the board, I, like everyone, everyone, the, the big thing. It's like dark. You need to watch dark as well because yeah. it's similar to dark. Yeah. Everyone wants to believe that can change the future, but can they actually change the future? Right. Or and this film doesn't. It doesn't uh, answer that question. No, it do- I think it does. Well, let's see it again then, because I don't think it did. I need to watch it again. Uh, uh, At the end, when Neil's talking to the protagonist, he walks away and he's like, we get up to a, bit, a little, th- a few things. Yes. So uh, there's kind of more to go. They're only halfway there. That's what he said. They're only halfway there. The point I'm making is, John, that you know when Kat sees the girl on the boat the first time in the movie, mm-hmm. she may have not been Kat at that time. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying there? That could be a random girl. That had the potential to be a random girl up until the point Cat dove off the boat. Right, I get you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Ah, ah, yeah, I get you. That's what I'm saying. I understand. So both realities can exist at the same time. Because she hasn't seen herself and going, that's me, shit. Exactly! I get you. That's the fucking film! So these both, these realities can exist at the same... Similar to when... The protagonist sees himself in a mask. Exactly. That, that is not him in reality until it is. Yeah. And like what Neil said, he didn't. That's want what to... I've been trying to fucking yeah. think about. And and like what Neil said, it's simultaneous. He doesn't want to tell the protagonist that he's seen him because he just want to tell the protagonist that he's been through this. Because that could, could alter alter what happens. Exactly. For, the, for the worse, because no one better, knows. Because can't... no one knows what would happen. By the way, if he told, so why them, doesn't someone try that? Because if he told him, it would create the future. It would create. It's simultaneously. It's simultaneous. I think it's like Schrodinger's cat. That you know, Schrodinger's looking inside cat. the box. Looking inside the box, it exists and this doesn't cat's, exist. This cat's at the dead, same. but it's in a box. You haven't seen it. Is it actually dead? It exists and doesn't exist at the exact same time. Is there anything in the box? Because you don't know what's in the box. So it's it's such a weird way to get your head around it. But I think that's the perfect explanation. Cat, the first time that moment doesn't in the think film. Itself. Doesn't think herself, so it isn't herself. Yeah. But the moment she does become herself, it is. Mm-hmm, I get you. That's what's so hard about quantum physics or quantum thinking, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but it still allows for satisfaction. Slash, do you want to keep going? Yeah. No, that's okay. fine. I'm gonna. St- we'll stop and get back to it. It's fine. Uh, we're just talking about the Schrodinger's car. Anyway, see it all. See it all. I think is in the future. I don't know how he is because he died. Yeah, we're, we're anyway. away. See it all is in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think he's feeding his young self the information and no. the gold. No, no. He he's done his bit like Neil did his bit up to a certain point. Okay. So the the future, whoever's in the future, see it was fulfilled his destiny right. in dying and not completing what he was set out to do. Okay. This is the point I've got. So have they stopped it? Neil says they're only halfway through at the end of the film. Or is that meant to happen? Right. Think in regards of the cat analogy we're Maybe using. Maybe they stopped it at that point. No, no, no. Think in regards to the cat analogy we're using. They stopped it, so they stopped it. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they're in a reality where they believe 
they believe that's a different girl that's not Kat they believe the bomb didn't go off so it didn't does that make sense yeah I think anyway my, my the way I interpret this in my head was if that bomb got dropped down into that shaft it stays in the earth forever but in the reality of the future that blinks into existence like that as soon as that action right. happens okay. so cause immediately causes that effect to exist in the future right okay so basically the biggest point of the film is in right so you've explained all that stuff I don't know I've explained it horrendously no I think it's very good but I'm just trying to work going it going back simplicity wise yes if you want to know what inversion is like what Beat said you use a turnstile you use the you, well we'll get on that okay the simple inversion when if you're wondering what about these items where have they come from I'm going to guess they've been left on the field of play from someone dropped out of someone's pocket uh Guns being dropped, stuff like that. Bullets being dropped that have been used from a future self-inverted and dropped on the battlefield, and that's where they've documented and found this stuff. That's exactly exactly where the items come from. Right. So, so um, if it, you want to know how an inver- inversion works, the football, the talking crash. We should have started with this. Right. That's what I'm saying. The talking. Cra- this is the fundamentals of the film. Okay. Regardless of going into quantum physics and shit. Right. The fundamentals of the film are the talking crash football. That football's been inverted, regardless of anything Beat says. If you go up that football knowing it's been inverted, you bring your foot forward, bring your foot back, that football will come back. Mm-hmm. Just like you were catching a bullet. Yes. You're not shooting a bullet. The, the bullet's already been shot, but you can bring it back into the gun. Mm-hmm. On a side note, I wish that was done more. I wish they'd done more with that. Yes, I, I felt like they didn't play with that enough. So you could have had Neil and the protagonist using that to kill people. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think it happens maybe but once, I, think I don't know. There's only a... Ah, but he's the point. He's the point. Maybe, I mean, how many people have gone in, in an inverted world and shot that bullet for it to be retracted in that exact spot for when the people are there? Mm. Is that is that happening often? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. But also I feel like the one, Nolan wants it to cut into two parts. So like the first part is like quite a straightforward Bond movie up until like you have slight inversion elements. <laughs> and then it's like, we're But in. then once... Branner captures Cat and then takes her into the car and then the protagonist follows Cat into the turnstile. It just goes, goes mental away. from that what point we'll on. What we'll say is if you're listening and you're enjoying it, hit us up on the Twitter. Any questions you've got, pause the main beat through through the messages on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Just, just tweet us and we'll retweet it and we'll try and get back to you. So a, a common because question... Because we, we might not have explained it well but we've, we've been like researching this like two three days use the youtube's web website link we'll provide and the games yeah. radar link we'll provide because they're explaining everything so now we've said that beat do you want to get into some just talking about the film well, well the point i was going to make is actually another point because i've got um about the film oh, what was i going to say i was going to say something what was i going to say point you want to get into about the film i can't remember it's totally gone yeah. Uh, so I've, I've got bits that stand out and I've got queries right. about the film. Okay. So the bits that stand out, obviously the, the opening, we're straight into it. Right. The opera scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously it's a fast start in here. I love films that do that. And it is a trope. It's a film trope of normally a good film. Yeah. You're straight into it. You're straight in the action. Uh, so... Like I said before, that was not just a test for the protagonist. Yeah, that was see it or finding the last piece, wasn't it? Why was that? Why was the last piece there, beat? Was that another Russian dude had found it? Or 
Ah, so Sato has the information of where to find these pieces, but he has to find them at certain times. So someone had found this piece already and it was at the Opera House. Yes. Right, I got you. So it's it's shown up in the Opera House in and this... And those are Sato's men who he sends are Sato's in. men and what... Um, the CIA was there, or Special Forces the or CIA whatever you want to call. pretend to be a part of a Spetsnaz group that go in, but there's only two CIA members in so the So someone's fucking... leaked that this... This terrorism thing's going down. Yes. They know nothing about Tenet yet. They know nothing about it's just Tenet. just a terrorist. Someone's leaked that they know that this terrorist plot's going down. And they're exactly. there. Uh, there with the police. It's, it's it's so cool. I love little things where they obviously gas the air vents. Yep. And they're running over people that, that are not out in the opera. It looks, it's so sick. So I can't remember the last to- time I saw that. Be- I don't it's know, so clever. I don't know whether I've seen that before in film. So there's a to- but you, you would actually do that. Yeah. But what's brilliant, what's brilliant is you have a total... Uh, what's the word where you uh, have two parallels together? Uh, two opposites make an exaggeration. I no idea. Hot what? and cold. Polar opposites. Basically, there's a, there's a literature way of saying this, but it, there's, they have a massive action scene where there's bullets whipping past people who are ducking behind mm. to get to cover and then you have a full cinema or full auditorium of people who aren't moving and not reacting to this life and death situation yeah. it's an unreal polarisation bullets coming in hitting trumpets hitting trumpets aye, aye, aye. hitting weird musical notes left right and centre that's, that's so it. good and then the dude is about to get shot and he's saved by someone oh my word someone with a fucking red tassel it reveals that the red tassel's still there mhm that is obviously Neil's. Yep. It's Neil who saves him. Mm-hmm. So when you watch it back, you'll be able to, you'll be able to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if I put here, although that's his test, he's still on a on a what the hell? <laughs> I can't remember what I'm writing. Oh, that's test still on a mission. See, it gets a point I would make. Oh, although that is his test, he's still on a genuine mission. See, it gets part of the algorithm. The point of junk, and I made a point about uh, the, the opening. Oh, uh, yeah. It's very intentionally like the pace is so quick. It, I think it's intentional to, to from Nolan to destroy you because Nolan knows Disorientate fans you. of his are going to be looking throughout that opening to look for the. The, the foreshadowing, the stuff that he's laying down for it to be paid off in the future. Now, ironically, it never comes up again, that scene, because they go to a different area yep. to finish the, the, cinema, uh, the, the, the film off. Oh, yeah. But Nolan knows that you're trying to pay as much attention as you can to find the, the Chekhov guns. Yes, yeah. I don't know if people know what that means, but... Just find out what the, what the film's bit really about. I but a good example would be... What's a good example? What is a good example? No idea. It's going to take ages. It's going to take ages. Anyway, it's very distracting unintentionally, and I like yeah. that. Um, the the chemistry that Neil and the protagonist protagonists have. Right. It's cool and on certain view, and you saw that he actually knows him, which makes it sadder. That, that this is another brilliant thing about He's the like, film when he says, "Die coffee him." He doesn't drink on yeah. the job. Because the guy's like. I actually want to sort of what he was like. No, he didn't. So on first view, when you think this is a normal relationship, which is it's fun to like see them bat off each yeah, other and, and just lo- met each other and just met each other. But on second view, and this is what makes Tenet so great. And again, it's Nolan knowing that his films are confusing and that people are going to watch them again, <laughs> unreal, and have a different perspective. Yeah. Isn't that what it's all about? Neil is seeing for the protagonist at the end of their friendship, which makes it just so much more. It just yeah. adds such an unreal layer to things. So can we discuss this here? And uh, right, okay. So this is another another query I've got. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. 
we've discussed uh, the character development. I think it was the the characters were underdeveloped. That's one query I've got. Mm-hmm. Don't think it feel it in a quote I've got, which I didn't like. Okay. Leaves it up the. I thought it was a lazy way. Yeah, it takes away the satisfaction. Of cu- of cutting oh. half an hour off the film. Right. <laughs> and then again, we're talking about nothing changes, which frustrates us. Does things change in the in the? They in change the and they don't. That's what I'm saying. We're not getting into that again because we're having twenty minutes. <laughs> Uh, what was I one about Neil and the protagonist there what the hell was I going to say you were going right, to say how did he go back in time how the, me, one of my biggest gripes in the film is which is I don't think they can jump in time they can't are you that sure that has not been made are you sure if they could I believe the film would be an over and there wouldn't be a film right so at this point Neil no they can't because it's all to do with entropy Okay. It's not to do with making your mass change in a, in a location. It's not about space. It's about entropy. Okay. So that means that Neil has been going backwards in a forwards world for however many years to get back to where he was at. I think He's, around four years. Well, I? he said he with the good friends were being up with a few things or two. So from the future, Neil has been going backwards with a mask on. Mm-hmm. While everyone's going forwards, and it's all like... He doesn't necessarily need a mask. He could have a room. Well, you could have a room, like what they did. Because basically, they need the mask and they need the room because opposites happen when you go backwards. So your body is taking carbon dioxide instead of oxygen. That could be why, yeah. That's what I always assumed that it was the pressure of the air or was whatever. moving in a certain way, so it couldn't make it into your lungs. I just don't think someone... You can't watch TV... Everyone's backwards. The radio in the car was going backwards. Right. You would go insane by... Could you read a book? You would take ah, a book. What, if you, what if you, you would invert? Take, right, so you would take what a book. You, so I'm guessing... You could take a book, but you would have to read it backwards. Would you? You would have to. Wouldn't you? No, because you can get... You can still... I can take a bullet. You can take that piece of paper. Oh, sorry. You could read it backwards, and it would read it forwards. You're exactly right. Yeah, We're yeah. not saying I didn't read it backwards... The piece of the note that was left for him. Yeah, because that's one page. But I'm, if you, well, that's what I'm saying. If you, it doesn't matter whether it's one page or you just had to turn the book. Sorry, the other I'm way. speaking in linear terms. You had to turn the book the other way to be fair. That's the point I'm making. You so, would have to read the book backwards. You would have to have had that on the floor and then picked up. Fuck this. You could read it forwards, but Neil would know how to. Anyway, fuck. Right, that's the point I'm making. Is the point there is? Yes. How does someone travel back four, four to five years in that? And, and still be sane. How do we have astronauts that go to space? Right, okay. They spend six years of the fucking... Uh, they spend years and years of their life in a fucking centrifuge learning G-forces. Well, that's crazy. They, le- they go on treadmills. They constantly train. So he has literally four years of his life gone backwards. Yes. Christ, that's ridiculous. But if he can... He... If they, he so it, will there be... like say there was He might have an entropy Game Boy. It's set he up, might have an inverted it's Game set Boy. It's for a sequel, by the way. What if not, he went back that, with the protagonist? What if the protagonist was with him when he went back? There's not going to be a sequel, right? Mm-hmm. There ain't going to be a sequel, right? But if there is, you probably get a cool shot of like in the future where they're like, "I'll see, I'll see you later," <laughs> and he, he just goes back in, <laughs> tax a fucking book. Also, someone said, right? If you have a shit when you invert, it does it go back in your ass? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Why? Right. So if, if you're in an inverted world and you shit, you're Oh, that, I mean, this is a good question. Your entropy isn't backwards. Right. You move forwards in a backwards world. When when the protagonist was driving the cars, he got he's got to do everything around the other way, hasn't he? 
Yes. Yeah. So if I so was, so you can in theory drive a car forward. If I was in the but normal, you've, but you've got to steer. It's like when you're playing COD and you invert your look, you, you invert your sensors. So instead of down, so instead of up being up. Yes, it would be up like that because down. the car's not inverted. It so would be like that. Right, you're exactly right. So when you turn left, you turn right. Yes. Yeah, I get you exactly. The point I would make is though, if you were that was my no- point about Neil. You can't comprehend him being so strong-willed to travel four years back in the past to save the world. I just think it's crazy going back four years. I'm guessing Seattle's had to do it, and I think people, other people's had to do it. Everyone's had to do it. It's, just, it's a bit of a crazy plot point for me there, because... There's a lot of leaps in logic. This is where the negatives of the film come into it. So there's leaps in logic in the fact Maybe he just that sleeps a lot, because he does say just sleep. That's ex- exactly... Mm. Can you not take a drug? Can you not drug yourself? You'll probably take sleeping pills, I suppose. You can go on a drip that keeps you in a coma. Maybe that would be a point. Well, they were fucking gone. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, but then... Did you did you notice when the protagonists keep doing push-ups and that? Yes. You couldn't go on a drip for four years because you'd, you'd have just fucking... Uh, atrophy. <laughs> which sounds exactly like enderby, which confuses. So you would you would have to keep yourself going. You couldn't do that. Shit, that's a good point. What if you have electrical muscle stimuluses on your... Right, that- Let's not get into that. See, this is the negatives. This but, is the negatives. But, of the but film. Nolan knows that you're smart enough to work so that are out. Are you not meant to just? We go, can talk about we, this are now. Meant, are we meant to watch this film and go accept it? Just accept it. Yes. What meant to do? It's a bit of a stretch, but I'm sure you right. can fill in the gaps because we can talk about. Like, if he didn't leave any gaps, what would we be talking about mm. now? If he showed us that, we wouldn't be talking about a theory crafting okay, things. Okay. So, it'll so be over. The opening scene beat unreal. Yep. Great pace, sets the tone well, and it introduces JDW's character to being at this unbelievable level of CIA agent, and it makes everything that he does understandable. He's not just a random schmuck. I get you. The boat scene, which we love. Yeah, again, he has all these fun moments where he's driving around with these henchmen, he's like, who knows who wants to kill him? So basically... There's there's different plot points to the film. So the the film goes... You've got the opening scene where he becomes... Uh, he gets. He learns about Tenet. He f- passes the test, mm-hmm. and then you get introduced to Cat because you need. You need to get the Sato, and Cat's now got this going on with Sato because he's got a picture that he she's bought off him illegally mm-hmm. and received the money for, which is his holdover. Yeah. So then the the protagonist's got to go and try and get rid of this picture to, look, to get her on side to get the Sato, <laughs> and then from there you go into what we're going to talk about later. But there was loads of little cool things about when he went to the the dinner. He went to a dinner with Seal on about hoing balls down throat. <laughs> his crack there was like classy. He just he was bothered he didn't flack her. Uh, when they're in the restaurant, when he first meets her, yeah, the like cheese grater someone yeah. fears. I love that. The, the action in it is brilliant. The the action, the fight scenes. Are One classy. thing I want to say about that is Ludwig Gornison, the the musical composer, like he adds guitar string, like, when, when, when boom, that, like and it's like. Like he matches that with each action yeah. he has. It's so well done. I really enjoyed that part. I love the boat scene when he's he's going on the boat or dropping her off at the boat. Yeah. And he, he when he's going back, he goes past the, like the the setting command. He's like, ah. He just gives him like a little flick of the finger, like a little Luke Skywalker. It's, a, it's off. A, it's like an MGS, like a snake. Thing. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the the, the two so we've got the, the two main scenes though, which for me, sorry, the three main scenes we'll talk about. When they go back. Sorry, when they, when they went to the art dealership. Yes. What's it called? A free... Freeport. Freeport. Yeah. Right? That whole thing. So he sees himself... Well, the, the, the break-in, they're like, there's somebody with us. I don't know how they know that somebody's there, they're by the way. They're just here, I think. It's just, I, uh, you don't hear that in the mix of the sound. So that was quite confusing for me. I don't know. It's like, 
it was like a feeling maybe I don't know maybe Neil knows and then obviously you see him well in the, obviously people click people click on straight away but I was like what the hell when he obviously pulls the mask off I thought he broke his neck or something quickly but when I, it was just a case obviously seeing the protagonist and he lets him get away right well immediately in the cinema because it's a Nolan film and I know it's working with time yeah, you were like, any character that you can't see the face or skin colour of or anything like that if every, every part of them is hidden the old it's obviously them Commissioner Wait. Gordon you know what I mean exactly well, <laughs> actually I didn't see that one to be fair I didn't think that I, I didn't think that was Gordon the old Commissioner Gordon the old, it's the old Commissioner Gordon yeah. trick well it's the old one where and it was cool it was cool watching that first time then watching it back how you saw from two different perspectives. Yeah, of that fighting, is unbelievable. Which is like hard to get your head around, but really, really good. But I think that's simple to understand. Like, that's why it's about the feeling. Like, feel. Don't understand it. Just understand that he's going forwards in time. He's going backwards in time, and they're having a scrap. Yeah. And let's enjoy this ridiculous choreography from different but, perspectives. Yeah, yeah. And then you know what I mean. You don't have to have a full yeah. understanding of how the time travel works. Just know one's going forward and one's going back. Yeah. And they're trying to throw backwards punches and this. And they're doing that. And then, um, so that goes on. Then we've got the the crash of the plane into the fucking side the pl- of a building. The, the, the plane. But that's what I'm saying. Like Nolan said, there's not there's not many times you get not you get a chance to, to do this. Every little boy wants to crash a bone for seven four seven. Exactly. That was that was practical. That was a real plane. It's all practical. Like it's hitting cars. It's white and so far. Unreal. What's unbelievable is you've got this large scale, and in any other film, it wouldn't it wouldn't include people. Mm-hmm. But you can see people on the runway in the top left-hand corner of the shot just running off. So you, you can just see that it's, it's not CGI. It's so crazy. And then it looks <coughs> like it looks like a um, like a miniature. It looks like a miniature, but it's an actual plane. It's, it's unreal. That's what's crazy. And then you've got obviously the the, the other main action scene is the car chase, which is sick. Mm. Unreal. You get that that car coming from nowhere. And then all's explained. It's sort of going backwards, you know. That it was Saint Oscar, wasn't yes, it? Yes, I. And then all's explained when the going to that the, the inversion room the turn turn styles afterwards. And Aaron Taylor Johnson turns up. Is it Aaron? Ch- no, it's not. It's, it's, it is Aaron Taylor it's Johnson. Not Aaron, is it Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yep. Is that what he's called? Yep. That's exactly his name. He plays a great character. He's so Irvin or something. Like that. Uh, styles. No, no. Is he? Wait. Ives. Oh, Ives. That's what he's Ives. Yeah. Of course, remember. Semi. Of course, you remember the white male character, <laughs> <laughs> the, the army man. No, but it, it was sick. Yeah, what's it called? Ives. Sevy. Also it, backwards, Sevy. Yeah. So that might be his name. It's another palindrome. Maybe. I don't um, know. And it's cool little interaction before he goes back into the car chase inverted. The guy's like, "Can you look? I'm doing it anyway. Can you tell Can us, you tell what us I how to do, do it?" But they don't cowboy know. stuff. I, He's like cowboy shit. Again, cowboy shit. Stuff that hasn't been done can yet. I, can I drive this? Can I do that? He's like, <laughs> We don't know. Which is, how do they not know? Because they've obviously been through... Have they not tried that before in the past? Oh my God, this is where the head hurts. Um, do you know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking. No, because... I don't know. I don't know. Right. I, can't, I haven't okay. worked that out mentally in my head yet. Um, so that was cool. And that, that takes us into the, the car chase, obviously... When the car flips, blows up, and said it, when you're inverted, it's not fire; it's ice. You feel because it's all yes. The, which the, again, I think's a stretch. This no, no. This is to do with the science. Like this is because Nolan has to abide by scientific laws. Right. Okay. So this has to happen. It makes no sense. That's what's so confusing about it. Right, so if you can't, if you can't get air in, you also can't it's feel not, fire. It, entropy is 
I don't know entropy. I, I didn't research entropy enough. It's to do with... I don't know. It's to do with heat and shit, but... I think scientifically it has to be that way. <laughs> right, okay. So he nearly dies of hypothermia. Yeah. He nearly dies yeah. of hypothermia instead of being burned alive. And to get, get into the... Cause we'll, we'll, I think we'll, how long have we been on for? Hour and 31 minutes, but I'm, I, I could talk about this for another fucking two hours. Yeah, that's what... We could keep going and keep going and keep mm-hmm. going. So I'm giving people the option to message us if they, if they want to know anything <laughs> more. Because uh, you would literally talk about this for four hours. Yeah. What, when I watched the, uh, it for the first time beat... Yes. I was kind of lost to what the end scene was, the big climactic scene. So that takes place in a closed city. Right. Where Sato has the nine pieces. Yep. And he was going to bury them for the future pe- for the future people to find. Yes. And then they would end the world. Yes. Right. They but remember there. that's simultaneously happening. So from Sato's perspective, as soon as he buries that... The bomb goes off mm-hmm. and the world ends. So there's two inverted teams. One, as they go, are giving the other team information on the mic. So the, t- the red team, not because it's happening at the same time, but one's coming back. I'm, I'm sure that the guy says, Aaron Taylor Johnson says, he has the information. The, the temporal pincer, the whole point of it is, yeah. that inverted team gives the, p- the people who haven't done it the information. But Which the, I can't get my head around because, can't because like it hasn't happened both, yet. They both happen at the same time. They happen at the same. It's cause and effect can never come before cause. Can it? It can, but then it creates a causal loop. Does Aaron Taylor Johnson have all the information? What's the point? What's the point of it, doing it in, 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 in a, a temporal pincer? It looks interesting in film. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm talking about in a logistical. In a logistical sense, they can attack from one side while they're attacking from a forward side why don't they do that just not in normal, normal time in normal time and just do a normal pincer movement that's why beat a temporal pincer like what Seattle keeps doing yes keeps him one step ahead because he's already done it got the information okay right this is where your logic doesn't fit but they're not ahead of them they don't have that information ahead of them do they well there are different points that they're going to there are different points, I don't know. Ah, oh, I hate being in a linear reality because I can't think in a non-fucking linear reality, like a backwards As way. far as I'm concerned, a temporal pincer is the blue team gives the information because the red team. Right. They're travelling backwards from the start. The red team's travelling from the start to the finish. Right. So they're going finish to start. Red team's going start to finish. Yes. So you've got finish, start... Right there. Uh-huh. And you go like this. Look. Yeah, I understand that. So they, they can relay information uh-huh. to the red team as as they're going backwards. That's why they're in boxes. Because you can't see each other. Because if they see a leg it blown answers off... Schrodinger's cat. Uh, it answers the Schrodinger cat problem. If they see them coming off the... Or some another, another member come... If they no, don't the, see them entering see them, that box, if they don't see them returning from that mission, they then, die. So, the, so but then, that, then that alters their future. Yeah, they know they haven't succeeded. But then, and then you've got like God. Neil coming in, saving the dude because Neil is obviously you see the red tag what we mentioned at the start. Yeah, saved him at the opera house. Yes, also saves him again we by see taking that again on a, on a dead a, body, taking a bullet. Yes, and then he drags them out on the. Out, out, he drags them back out. Yep. 
So that was Neil's inverted self that dies. Remember, when he dies, that happens after the nut, the Neil moving forward. Right. So Neil pulls him out anyway. Neil's on blue team. Blue team finds... By the way, yeah. I've also said, even a minute of breathing can help you We make this joke every podcast. <laughs> God, this is hard. Blue team Neil. He's moving backwards towards red team protagonist. Yep. He then finds a turnstile, switches, switches, and joins them and in there. And joins them and then rips them out after helping them. Like, he put, puts a chain yep. down and, and gets them out of there. But then he had to go back in the machine because the body's back. got to be there. The body has to. Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the body's there. If he did, he would change his, his life. So but he, then at the end, he says, I've got a few things to do. I need, I need to go. There's only me to unlock that door. Exactly. He knows he can unlock the door, but he doesn't know he dies there. Right, okay, I got you. Right. So then he inverts himself and, and fulfills his own destiny. Then there's like the coolest bit of the film's the end. Yes. Me, which is sick. You've got Aaron Taylor Johnson who's like in it for like 15 minutes. He's just a legend. Yeah, he looks like he's, he's, he's going to be... He's meant to kill them he's all. He's meant to kill them all because that's protocol because if somebody knows where the machines are, he, he that relays that information to the future. He splits it up in three and he's like... I'm going to come and hunt you down. Oh, yeah. you got to keep moving. Stay away from me. <laughs> he's like, you won't kill us all, yeah? He's like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. But, yeah. So, <laughs> is there anything else to discuss? The problem is, I've, we've done this in reverse, which is almost brilliant thematically, and, and it looks laid out because yeah. it looks like we've done it in an inverted way to mirror the so film, Rob, but we haven't, Robert but we're Patterson's just fucking characters. Robert Pattinson's character, Bede. Yes. Is he... Cat's kid. Ah, is so he Maximilian? Right. So, the, is it a played palindrome? Palindrome. palindrome. Ives is a palindrome of Sebi. Yeah. Seator is a palindrome of Rotas. Right. Opera is a palindrome of Arepo. Mm-hmm. These are always done in the film. Maximilian or Max is Zam backwards. So obviously, that doesn't make sense. But obviously, Nolan is playing with. He likes to create There's ambiguous nothing, stuff. The nothing like Neil. Come on. Neil. That could just that's be Leon. It could be a code name. It could be just a code name, but Maximilian, the end of Millian, is Neil backwards. You know it's what I mean? Nile, isn't it? Or Nile. What's well, it's Nile, but then people say that it's a French felon. So these right, this is right. stretching. You know what I mean? I didn't know. But that's left up to the audience deliberately by Nolan. Yes. Cat's son could be Neil. Would that make Seator Max's dad? Or is it never shown who that would make? F- that would make Sid or Neil's dad. Is Sid? Is Max Sid or kid? Yes. Yes. So that would make Neil Sid or son. Son. Right. Okay. See, that's that interesting that I don't think that ne- um, and, uh, Nolan doesn't want that. My, my or want you to my think point about is that. that's what everyone everyone wants to solve things. Yeah. My point is, I like them just being in, in, in a normal friendship. Right. Where they just meet each other at the wherever. Like, but is it not more fun to think about the friendship they've had all this time and then try and empathise with Neil from his standpoint of coming back from look, the future? The point I made was, if that was me near enough stepson and I'd grown up with him, yes. I couldn't just be friends with him. It would be more than that. That's exactly so, what it is. He's not his stepson, by the way. It would like it would be like that. Hold on, is it, how young is he when he meets the protagonist in the future? Do you think? I don't know, but that that Max is about. He's just he's like a father he's an figure. Kid. So Are you he, exactly right? So he would be like, like a father, father figure, figure to him. I don't want that. I just want them to be friends. You, like, you don't want that. Is that not more emotional? 
Yes, that's well, the emotion. But again, I didn't get that the first time round, so I didn't feel anything about it because well, I didn't realise. But then we don't know that that's Max's kid. So oh, we, we don't, don't, but we know we Neil. We know Max's Neil, but, but we do that, know Neil. Saying, no, but we do know Neil met the protagonist in the future when he was younger. Right. Well, my point is, I don't want that shit. You just want a buddy cop. I want a buddy cop. Okay. And I want them to have a real friendship. Yeah, you meet someone, you, be, you strike it off with them, and you become friends over the space of four to ten years. Is that not what happened? Yeah. Max isn't Neil. I'm not saying in, that in, in regards to Max. I understand. Anyway. But if the protagonist knows that Neil is the kid, even watching from afar... Yes. That it, changes the it relationship. It changes the relationship they've got. In a, in a negative way, you're saying. It could be in a positive way, but they're not just friends. It's more than that now. Right, okay. And from what I got, it was more like a, a matey thing, you know, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. in Inception, where they're just mates. John, does the protagonist know that Max is Neil? Yes, because he it, doesn't. It's the start of his journey. He doesn't. It's, it's the, the cat looking at the lass on the boat. He doesn't know it yet, but exactly. So it well, doesn't like, work the way you're thinking about it. It's not. He's not grooming Max. No, they are just grooming Max. But aren't we all children? Aren't all friends children at one point who've just met at a certain point right. in time? The point I'm saying is, I'd, I'd rather just be a random character. I don't think you need to overcomplicate the plot by saying that he's Neil. I know. But That's the point Nolan I'm isn't. He's just giving you that if you want that extra. Exactly. He's, he's giving YouTube, YouTubers a... Exactly. He's giving me the people who want to... Yeah. There you go. God, this right. is so hard to talk about. This is the hardest film I've ever talked about I'm in sure life. we'll see it the third time and we'll probably discuss it again. Yes. But again, I'll reiterate for the third time as well. Any questions you've got about the film, you, you tweet us and we'll we'll try and answer it. The reason because we might have sounded like idiots on here. Yeah, hundred percent. We we kind of we kind of get it. We just need to run it through our our head a little bit. <laughs> the point I'm making is the enjoy the main point I'm making the enjoyment from the film doesn't come from me explaining to you by plot point by plot point this was good that was bad mm-hmm. it's literally understanding the film in the yeah. first place so that's why I've used all this time trying to do that mm-hmm. rather than go through point by point saying I like this I didn't like this because I'll leave that to you yeah. guys after yeah. I know you understand it even though I've done a horrendous job and at least in back to this it's going to be a mess but what I like about that is it mirrors Tenet it mirrors Tenet. Because you can cut up in a different time zones. I think we've some questions. We've tried. I'm definitely using that. We're going to become one of them guys who've always sworn never to be. What's that? Tenet Explained. Right. Get the, to be fair, everyone's put Tenet Explained on them, pretty clueless. Yeah, just like, some of them do. Just I like them us. So the guys I'm citing in this video are not clueless and they okay, do bring up like great, great questions. You like to send us that? Yeah. Um, right, so where does this film go? This is the text I sent to you. Right. Is this a 6 out of 10 or is it a masterpiece? Um, this is the question we've got. Ah, I'm gonna be clever. It's a six out of ten and a masterpiece at the same time. All right. How? Because my past <laughs> self doesn't fully understand that how good of a film it is, but my future self does know how good of a film it is. All right. right. I think I'll stand the test of time. This film. I think I'm it's, gonna it's give it. It's going to cross Halla. It's going into Crash Halla because of what it is. Like, originality. This is why we came away from point systems, by the way. Oh my god, originality. It's going into Crash Halla because we don't need to discuss it. It's already in Crash Halla. It was in before we saw it. (laughs) Okay, I get you. It's originality. Like, Nolan goes, oh, if you don't understand it, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But I'm giving you something new. What do we always say as well? 
We hate when films pander to, to an audience. Just shit, boring, same thing we're getting all the time. Like, He's a new sci-fi. Over de- massive overdevelopment, which is one of my criticisms. Ah, like artistry and the auteur and being able to make being your able, vision. We're not stupid. As film goes, we're not as stupid as what oh, a lot of, a lot of uh, people think. This is one thing. I'd say even the stupidest person in the world, when they see a film, even though they don't know that they are reacting to it in a certain way, will react in in the brain. Yeah. Like, Red Letter Media makes a good... Like, there's a great quote from Red Letter Media where it's like, you didn't understand it, but your brain did. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. it. It's like cinema doesn't have an entry level for intelligence. Does I that get, make sense? Anyway. Whew. That, uh, that was a doozy. At the cause of being... a. The cost of being original is it is it is it being unlikable because it's confusing, but it's worth attempting to make something original and it being bad than creating something we know and it being good. I get you. Does that make sense? I get you. I, I agree with you. That's the point I made about the film. And how many films did we go and see three times? By the way, not many. Not that I want uh, at, to at the cinema. Exactly. And we're still talking about now. And we're talking about this for an hour and 44 minutes. I don't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about. Well, I still want to learn more. I've never stopped thinking about it since stepping out of the cinema. That's the for thing. For the first time. So does that not tell you all you need to know about a film? Now, the more mature we come, we're going to do this about more normal films where you don't need a, a ridiculously confusing sci-fi <laughs> element. I think that's what happens when you get older. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a perfect film to see after this, dude? Bill and Ted. Absolutely. We'll see. It's going to show a shit down the throat of time travel. <laughs> but aye. It's been a good one. My head's blasted now, though. Make of this review Absolute, what you will. My head is absolutely blasted. Whew. I hope you enjoy it, people. <laughs> uh, we'll, be, we'll be back at some point. What are we back with? What are we watching next? Bill and Ted's a shout. I think... I do want to go and see that. Whether The, the thing is, we're me and beat, right? We we want we need I can't to want, be we, that podcast who just churns it out. That churns it out. Yeah. We, we can't be that podcast. Yeah, that's our. Problem. I want to I want to keep it like truffles. Yes, we're like truffle pigs of the podcast. That's world. exactly what we are. We're goddamn podcasting truffle pigs, right? Yes. We'll find it when we find it. Because you know, whether it be bad, good, indifferent, this podcast, you know, we're passionate about we it. We wanted to do thing. this. That's exactly it. And it's very hard finding the motivation to do things where I'm like, yeah, let's just let's go and watch this film. So we're doing podcast this week. We struggle faking it. We ain't doing it. Yeah, but it's it's been good to be back again. Absolutely. If you like our stuff, leave us a five star review on iTunes. Download us off SoundCloud if you can as well, because for some reason, algorithm wise. Downloads count towards how big a podcast you are. Right. I don't give a shit to be fair. <laughs> nah. We just want to make a, a podcast so one on tennis. If one or two people listen and go, you enjoyed it, spawn. That's all we want. That's perfect. So we, do, we do it for me and you. Um, what was I going to say? C- can you imagine if we reversed. Follow the us en- on the Twitter at uh, TalkCross as well. Can you imagine if we reversed the entire audio track? <laughs> so, <laughs> so somebody has to listen to it through, like, Inverted means. How funny would that be? Would come up, I'd probably be how clever! I wonder mean, how many podcasts do that. How clever that would be. Okay, so let's put it backwards. No, no, not just only doing it backwards, but literally speaking each word. Actually, that, that's fucking, now, that would now, take a lot of planning. Now, that would then, take a lot of planning. That was for me trying to speak backwards. Well done. It's been a pleasure. Do you want to hear me speak backwards? Go on. Tenet, say it or Rhoda. Hey, they're all done for you, John. It's been a pleasure, people. Race car.
Keep living the dream. Who has got? Or before we go, Kenneth Branagh learned to speak Russian. Oh, that's a negative word. I didn't oh, like shit, Kenneth yeah, Branagh. Why do you look like Sir the, Kenneth Branagh? The Branner? biggest problem I have with the film is I don't think Kenneth Branagh is the right choice. And I don't think Kenneth Branagh is a bad actor. I just... When he, he starts saying, like, I'm a tiger and you don't fucking piss off a tiger. Like, it's ridiculous. But then we came to the point is, we find a 50-year-old who's good-looking enough to... Exactly. Like, so I said, put the guy out of Mandalorian in. Who, what's his name? Aye, and it's like, that last would German. never go with him. And he speaks like that. Nice yeah, class, but that last would never go with him. But then it makes Kat a sugar daddy and it makes you feel less about her motivations because she's motivated by being with Seto because of his money. Exactly. So there you go. There you go, people. It's too loud as well. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> we'll be back. Not telling you when. <laughs> not telling you what we're going to do. Yep. But we will be back. Mm-hmm. Live the dream. Push your goals. Not one step backwards. Or forwards, depending whether you're inverted or not. See you later. We live in a twilight world. And there are no friends at dusk. <laughs>